Phantom Random Train is back in time. <laughs> Welcome back in to the Phantom Matt Random Matt. I I can't even. I, it's been so long. I don't even remember what our name is. What are we called again? Uh, Random Phantom Random uh, uh, Full on Phantom. Full yeah. No, that full was front. that was a prototype name, by the way. Yeah, we <laughs> thought it would be too close to Full Frontal Fandom or something about boners. I figured. I was yeah. going for only fandoms. <laughs> yes, that one. That one would have been good. It would have made some sense. We are fandom at random. <laughs> we are fandom at random. But Randos, welcome back in. I know we've been away for a while, but you know, just like the Beatles, the band is back together. <laughs> and uh, I am Ed, that's Brian, and we have a great episode for you today. We are talking Stranger Things. <laughs> yes, sir. So Stranger Things Season 4, to be precise, but we will we'll dabble in a little bit of the earlier seasons as well. But yeah. we want to give a, uh, a quick rundown of Season 4, Part 1, and Part 2, because they broke this up into two parts, which right. made sense uh, now that we've seen it all. And uh, I know you're excited to talk about this. I'm excited to talk about this. Brian. Hell yes, dude. What do you say? Are we getting into our random review now? Let's do it. Stranger Things. Yes, you're... Season 4, Random Review. Four. Both parts, by the way, because I know people are separating them, but we're talking about both parts. I do want to mention off the bat, Randos, there will be spoilers galore. Heavy spoilers. So if you have not seen Stranger Things up until now, stop listening. Shut this shit off. Finish it. Come back and enjoy. And uh, there's, like, really good spoilers, so don't think, like, oh, I can maybe... No. Get out of here. And then come back and watch. I didn't even think, man. I should have set the amp up behind us. I could have been playing some Master of Puppets. And I could be I, Dustin doing like the... <laughs> <laughs> I, my, my name is Eddie, after all. It is. And I can play it. I, I can do it. I didn't put two and two together. Oh, shit. You know what that means, though? What's get, that mean? Get eaten by Oh, bats. Again, spoilers. 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 <laughs> all right, so we're going to get into uh, this season of Stranger Things, and... Brian, off the bat, you have already told me that this has been your favorite season of Stranger it's, Things. It's tough. It is tough. And I think the only reason I can put it above season one is because of the Nightmare on Elm Street vibes. We all know my favorite franchise is Nightmare on Elm Street, favorite horror movie, Pumpkinhead, just to clarify. Uh, and this... Yeah, rip straight. They even have Robert England as yes. a Easter egg. So yeah, I have to put season four number one, and then season one. Yeah, yes. I, I, and you know, it, it's kind of cool what the Duffer brothers have done with this property. So I mean, it's it's eighties nostalgia incarnate, and I mean we're we're seeing it in the world we live in right now. It is yeah. impacting the real world with some of these songs that are gaining prominence again, dude. I mean, uh, the Kate Bush running up that hill, Metallica, Master, Master of Puppets. Uh, those are the two main ones, but there's so many more that kind of fell in the background too. It's it's wild. Even there's, how people are dressing, it's like the '80s are making a huge comeback, and I, 
this show, man. It's, it's popular as shit. Yeah, it's responsible, and I'm here for it. A lot of people are like, oh, bet you never heard of Metallica before a stranger. Who gives a fuck? Metallica's been around long enough to where if new kids are learning about Metallica from Stranger Things, I am here for it. I'm here for it. Because that fucking scene, and we're going to talk about it, was like everything I could have imagined it to be and more. And I can't wait to talk about it. But yeah, it's influential. It took the internet and the world, I mean, the country, the world by storm. Uh, even yeah, with the broke, first part one. Broke, you know? broke streaming records on Netflix yeah, uh, but, yet again. But part two was it introduce some things that really rocked everybody so i mean before we get into breaking down the season i do want to mention so the mm -hmm. the next season of the emmys the 74th primetime emmy awards uh it's been nominated 13 times yeah um including outstanding drama series which who knows it may win it's got some stiff competition but it is a chance there's a chance it could win that so yeah. i mean it's it's getting it's getting the accolades that we think it deserves. It is. It is. Yeah. So let's get into kind of highlighting this season. I've got some notes as well, Brian, but yeah. we don't have to do a complete play-by-play. -play, <clears throat> no. But let's just talk about some of like the key points of this season and just kind of how we feel about them. Right. Absolutely. Sounds good to me. So this season... This season kind of had a couple different plot lines going on. It did. So you had Hopper and Russia. Yeah. We find out about that in episode two. So we already knew by season three ending <clears throat> that Hopper survived the explosion and he's most likely in Russia. They didn't really confirm it. In episode one, we see Joyce get a porcelain doll from somebody saying Hopper is in Russia and needs to be saved, all that bullshit. But we didn't really see shit from Hopper until season two. But yes. It's a trap. If there is any storyline in season four that I think took away from the show a little bit, it's probably this one. But the conclusion kind of made up for it. But yeah. Yeah, and then you had, you know, obviously uh, Will... 11 you mentioned joyce mm -hmm. a lot of that they've moved away yes so you're seeing uh 11 getting acclimated to her high school life and it ain't going that great because Not, yeah her whole i don't want to say her whole but her main identity was having these abilities these powers right and they gone and yeah i mean we don't even find that out what we realize right away is that she's never been to school she's never uh, socialized like a normal kid. So not only did she go somewhere that wasn't Hawkins, she went somewhere and started school and making, well, not making friends as we'll find out, but she only had Will and Joyce. So it's been a real transition for her and it pays off in a few different ways. And they didn't even serve Egos at no, this school. They didn't. Fucking monsters. So you know they you know she's not happy. Yeah. Um and then you had the rest of the crew back in Hawkins. Yeah. Uh the ones left back in Hawkins actually for the first part of the season were kind of um glossed over a little bit. Not even glossed over, it just didn't feel like they really mattered to the story as much as everyone else did. Eventually, the Duffer brothers, I'll give it to them. They tied it all together, man. Yeah, and it was yeah. more, it, I think it was more the lead up because 
everything going on with Hopper, that was high stakes. You're like, holy shit, what is going on here? I mean, they're fighting Demogorgons and shit. Right. And then you have everything going on with Eleven, all the strife she's going through. Yeah. And then really, uh, you you get back into, you know, Will, um, um, Mike and, um, and Dustin. And by and, the way... And, Fuck Mike this season. Yeah, I mean, fuck Mike. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to put that on Finn Wolfhard. I think he is a no, good actor. No, absolutely but, not. He uh, is amazing. But I do think that Mike was written terribly. Yeah, and I, you know, it's tough because again, they're they're adolescents now. They're yeah. going into adulthood in high school, and you know, Mike is kind of like I can see it. He's I mean, distant, but you know, before he was like so adamant to like. And and just such like a like a bro to his friends and like, yeah. in this he was kind of like he's got off, hormones like. rushing through his body. All he cares about is, um, you know, L and maybe getting with L. And yeah, totally. Just Will says something towards the end of the season. You're the heart of this group. You're you're the heart. We need you. And it's like no, Mike hasn't been the heart since season one. And now he's just a little bitch who's like, "L, I need you." <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I mean the way I interpreted that scene was when he was telling all that stuff to Mike and how much he or how much Eleven needs him and how much this or that. I think he was actually talking about himself. Yes, to Mike. absolutely. And Mike, Mike was just oblivious to that. Like yeah. it just went right over his his stupid head. But if you know what scene we're talking about, yeah, they're definitely. And they've done a good job. Instead of making Will come out of the closet right away and just being this big thing, they're really throwing clues out. Like, it almost feels like Will is holding something back, like he has a crush on Mike and he's gay. But there's too much going on. The world is at stake. His friends are at stake. There's no time for him to come out and explain this to his friends. And I think in season five, it will. And it'll be... All that more powerful, yeah, for and, Will. And I yeah. like, I like how you know, with with Robin's character coming out to Steve, yeah. that made more sense. You know, she she's older. She she's kind of figured things out a little bit more. And keep in mind, this takes place in the eighties, where right. it, it coming out as gay is not even and in the same stratosphere as no. a, like today. Nowadays, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Back then, it was still like it was taboo, especially yeah. in the Midwest. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and. and we got one of the best scenes ever out of it. You know who pauses fast times at Ridgemont High at fifty eight thirty four? That's probably wrong, but yeah. people who like boobies, people <laughs> who love boobies, and it couldn't be more right. Steve Harrington, Steve the Hair Harrington. Oh man, yeah, Mama, Mama Steve, Mama Steve, Mama Steve, best Sorry. character in the yeah. show. And I'm looking at my phone because I forgot my laptop here, just so you guys know. But it, who's this is, this watching? Is, this is Bush League yeah, over here. Who's watching on video right now? But. Yeah, so I mean, we're not going episode to episode. We've kind of explained what's happened and the setup at the beginning of the season, right? You know, um, but it all leads into again. <clears throat> you've got you've got Dustin, you've got Mike. They're now going in. They're going into high school. Uh, they're all separated, and and we should mention Lucas as well. And Lucas is kind of breaking off into his own clique. Yeah, he's kind of basketball. turning into the jockish type. Yep. Whereas we get everyone else in the Hellfire Club, and guess who gets introduced in the Hellfire Club? Yeah, Eddie Munson. Eddie Munson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> played by uh, jo- played by Joseph Quinn, and I mean Joseph Quinn. Man. He he may go down as like 
again, I'm spoilers, but <sighs> if if you're talking about a, a character like a one and done season, yeah, that had so much goddamn impact on a show. I mean, this was like Ned Stark levels of like Dude. being in one season and beloved by the fan base. And by the way, um, I don't think he's gone forever, just in one way or another. But yes, he's got to be. Gone he forever. took. It would it would lessen the impact. It you got to keep him dead, unfortunately. But there's a lot of theories that I've heard and that I believe and that I don't believe that could bring him back. But goddamn, man, they tore people's hearts out by introducing Stranger Things has characters. One thing they do very well is characters, and to introduce a character that can show up half the characters on your show that have been in there for three seasons, that's talent and acting. By the way, and Joseph Quinn did pulled it off, and they fucked you fucked us, Stranger Things. <laughs> and I will say too, I think it's great that I've played D and D most of my life, mm. going all the way back to high school, and to see like I literally just read an article yesterday, Fucking like D and D said. We're doing a pop culture podcast. I know. I know. I'm just kidding. I wish I played D&D. I didn't have friends who did play it. So I, I'll, I'll teach you, man. Let's I know. Go. We are, we're going to try a campaign sooner or later. Yeah, let's yeah. fight Vecna together. Right. And we're going to talk about Vecna soon. But I, I've noticed, I check out uh, like Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, and sales of D&D, especially the starter guide, have gone through the roof yeah. in the past couple weeks, mainly because of Stranger Things. Absolutely. It's introducing people like, oh, shit, like... This is actually pretty goddamn cool. Mm-hmm. Using your imagination and everybody's like, oh shit, getting into it. And that that scene was like, it was so perfect. And it's like, it makes me jealous. Like, I'm like, Eddie Munson, please like come DM Dude, a game for me. When he <clears throat> when that battle, when Erica and is going to roll the dice and oh, yeah. Eddie's like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna He's like a jester of sorts yeah. with his movements. And when she rolls the dice and they win and they all celebrate and he's like, and that's why they play the game, ladies and gentlemen. He is such a fucking perfect character. For it that. almost harkened back to like, just like that whole like, almost like Heath Ledger is the Joker. Mm. Just like that charismatic, like yeah. stole every scene he was in. And he didn't need to be the tough guy. He didn't need to be the guy who fought back. He was just... A he was the good no- fucking dude, you know. He was the nonconformist metalhead, yeah. That everybody thought was like a devil worshiping prick, yes. When realistically, he had a heart of gold. Actually, I need to look that up, but yeah, the, it, he was based on a real person in a real case, and I wish I had looked this up before. It, it was the Satanic Panic, where uh, somebody got killed in the town and they hunted down this kid because he was a D&D player. He loved metal. Yes. He dressed like a metal head and they thought he was worshiping Satan. Yeah, so it was I, all and, based on a true story. And that hugely impacted like D&D, like Dungeons and Dragons sales plummeted. It almost got canceled right. because they were saying it was satanic. Uh, all of the imagery coming up with this or that and it took a big hit for a while. It did, yeah. Um Luckily, it bounced back. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the kid. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it was back in the eighties, and they his name was Robert Colson. And his name was Robert. No, and I think he ended up getting killed. But uh, so at first, I thought the storyline was a little far fetched, and then I found out it was based on a real story, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense now." 
Uh, but it's though Steve Harrington was the babysitter to all these kids, like the mother hen, and Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Munson was like the big brother to all these kids. Yeah, and I think you know it's funny because we see that that dynamic, especially between Steve and Dustin. They're they're kind of bromance grows and blooms yeah over the seasons and i think i think steve felt a little like hurt <clears throat> he how did, how definitely. dustin immediately had this connection with eddie but when it comes down to you can think about it dustin had so much more in common yeah with eddie than he did with steve but at the same time you know steve still respected the relationship in the end and he still had that right that that really good relationship with dustin and the rest of the boys but yeah um yeah, so to kind of, you know, get through this and fast forward a little bit, we got introduced to a very amazing character in Eddie uh, who we'll talk about ended up dying uh, at, at the end of the season. And not only that, but we have all our friends and the groups of people separated at this point. Yeah. We have Will and Eleven and Joyce, and I forget where they were. Eleven's getting bullied by a bunch of people. Um, can't use her powers and then bashes a fucking skate in the middle of some poppy girl's head and I was like yes splits her face open uh, Mike and all the other kids are back at Hawkins experiencing the new threat Vecna Henry oh one uh, so a man by many names a man by many names so yeah we kind of build up over this time we find out I don't know where should we start we kind of went over a lot of shit i mean i think let's let's just talk about let's talk about the big bad of this yeah, season let's get into vecna because yeah that's a good place to start yeah so, you know you had you had the demogorgon you had the demodogs yeah you had um the mind um, flare mind flare yeah and then ultimately now it's come up to vecna which that's the big reveal the general of the mind flayer exactly. is what the theory is. And yeah. I guess I mean, kind of confirmed. Not really. I mean, because he, he essentially used and controlled the mind flayer by what I'm interpreting, the way he said it. I mean, I think he's the ultimate big bad. He's ultimately behind everything yes, in he, the upside down. No, I, think I don't. He, I think he's channeled. I don't believe that. I think that he is the second hand man. He is absolutely all powerful. But the, you're right. You're right. It could be interpreted as that, but I don't think he is the ultimate bad. As a matter of fact, there's a theory going around. There's a three-headed dragon based off Nancy's vision at the end that might be the big bad and Vecna be his general. Interesting. I, but I anyway, haven't read that theory yet. Yeah. Anyway, so Vecna is the big bad of this season, at least. So we can Freddy talk Kruger, about that. Freddy Krueger, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much Freddy Krueger. He is able to manipulate teenagers with broken minds, you know, depression, anxiety. Trauma. Uh, trauma. And we Not see that. Not unlike Freddy Krueger. Exactly. And we see that in Chrissy, who Eddie Munson has a big crush on. And in the first episode, this is when I knew it was going to be the best season. We get the darkest, most brutal kill we've ever gotten in this in yeah, this series. The, the levitating, the broken bones. They levitate, gets pasted to the wall, and broken bones, and then eyes ripped out and dead. And that's yeah, nightmare on Elm Street vibes all the way. So yep. Vecna is all powerful. He can 
uh, manipulate and toy with these kids and not even kids, just people, period, and mess with their minds. So he is the most powerful one we've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah. And then we find out who he really is. Yeah, he was 01. Test test subject numero uno. Numero uno one. And he, there's another theory. I mean, I like mentioning theories. He could be Eleven's father based on the timeline. Really? Possibly. It's a possibility. And it would tie in, you know, and that was a thought I had is he's number one, then you have 11, 1 1. Exactly. So, I mean, it. It's not far fetched. Could it be possible? Maybe. But she's the one who essentially ripped the chip out of his neck that released him from the prison that is Papa and Hawkins' lab. And when she find out what she did blasted him into blasted the upside him down. back to the upside down which he then transformed by lightning and damage into vecna yeah and then it, it was interesting too going into like brenner and you know come to find out that you know really the whole reason he was even helping l get her powers back and try to build her up he wanted he wanted to get Oh, one back. Right. He wanted his test subject back more than <laughs> yeah, anything. Exactly. And he was willing to do whatever it took. So, I mean, that dude is effed up. And yes, I mean, you know, I was, I was glad to bag. see him die. And I was also glad that L did not forgive him in the end. No. He's yeah. like, no. no I you, do you, not you got, forgive you. You, you got <laughs> what was coming to you. Exactly. Yeah. So, Vecna is the big motherfucker messing around with people. And um, meanwhile... On the other end, Hopper's dealing with Russia and the prison he's in. He's trying to escape. He almost escapes. This story... You're really on the nose what's going on in the world. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, this storyline kind of... Did, U- did the Ukraine soldiers break him out? Up and down. Yeah, they were like, we want you to spy on the U.S. for us. Use Facebook. <laughs> oh, no. uh, it was okay until the end. And that's when really that Russia timeline... Uh, wrapped up and we saw Hopper kill a Demogorgon with the Conan sword, which was amazing. Yeah, the actual sword from the Conan movie. Yeah, that was really cool because Russia, as we've seen at the end, has a Demogorgon trapped in whatever room and as prisoners of the Russian prison, the Russian guards want the prisoners to fight the Demogorgon for fun and sport and also to feed it. Which basically wraps up the whole storyline of Hopper. So yeah, and it, well, <laughs> yeah. and not, and I mean, they also did snapshots too. It wasn't just a Demogorgon; they had other shit down. Oh there. right, yeah. And, so they and also apparently had, they they alluded to the fact that they have either a, some kind of semblance or piece of the mind flare. That is my fault. Yes, I forgot about the smoke monster. Um, <laughs> it is yeah, and that's another reason why I think the mind flare or some other monster of its type is the big bad because they released it it got up it got out and now we don't know what happened with it so again we're, we're giving a lot of praise to the duffers the duffer brothers yeah and they deserve it but i i tend to agree with you i could almost see this being a quasi fake out we're now going into the final season which is coming out in, I believe, two years. Was it 2024? Yeah, two years, yep. Which stinks we have to wait, but, you know, whatever. If As long as they can stick the landing, I don't care. Dude, right. Put the work in, make it make it great. But I could totally see them, and you're right. We get a complete fake out, and Vecna is not the big bad. Right. 
and that there is something else ultimately that is waiting in the wings per se. Well, Vecna's definitely still alive. Let's just say that. Oh, 100%. Um, there's 100%. actually a hint in the beginning when Eddie's running, uh, he's the DM of the game. He says, and Vecna comes back with an arm missing and one eye. One eye. And, you know, Nancy blasted him away with a sawed off shotgun, which was a little unbelievable, by the way. But anyway. He could be missing an arm and an eye when he comes she back, is, too. She is badass, man. <clears throat> she is a badass. She gets shit done. So, yeah. Uh, I guess. And not that we have to admit. I know we kind of we kind of skimmed over uh, Nancy, but. Yeah. It's also very apparent. Like, Nancy and Jonathan are kind of on the rocks. They You're are. You're kind of seeing a little bit of a rekindling with Steve. Yeah. I mean, he popped that shirt off. And everyone was like, that f- oh, god damn. That fucking hamburger meat just boom. <laughs> Everyone was loving, even me. I was loving that. I, I'm proud of my hamburger meat now that Steve Harrington has it. So, uh, yeah, they end up <laughs> him, Nancy, Eddie, and Robin all end up together going to the upside down in order to be the team on the other world side. And then we have the team in the real world side. Yeah, this, this is where team. this is where the whole plan comes together. Yeah, you know, everyone's meeting up again. You have, and we we did really kind of we didn't mention Max that much. No, but, and we, uh, and I was going to it, coming soon because one of the best scenes in this show happened with her. Yeah, so Max played by Sadie Sink, who did an amazing job. Dude, she is a horror star waiting to. Happen. Yeah, this this yeah. season. I mean, she was fantastic. And what Brian was just alluding to, I mean, it, you had that whole scene where Vecna has cursed her, taking her over, and she gets transported into the Upside Down, into his realm, mentally. Yeah, and- mentally. Um, because we get hints from the beginning, like, Max is broken. She's grieving Billy. Oh, of course. And if there was anybody in the group who was going to be lured by Vecna, it was Max. And we get that scene in the graveyard where she is finally trapped in the Upside Down with Elle, and Vecna is about to rip both of them apart. And we find out that music is the way out, the way to save people, which, by the way, huge plot hole. I would, I'll explain it in a video on our new TikTok. I'll explain it to you guys, but huge plot hole. Anyway, um, I cried during the scene because they play running up that hill by Kate Bush and she's running up that hill from the upside down. It is wicked emotional. Yeah. And she's levitating in the graveyard. They're all like, come back, come back. She's like, I want to do a spirit to something. (laughs) And then Dean comes up. No. Uh, Sammy. She ends up escaping Vecna. And that's how they kind of lure him at the end using Max. But she ends up escaping because of uh, her favorite song. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately, the, the end game of this season was, you know, everybody, the band gets back together. Eleven gets her powers back. They all devise a plan. You're gonna you're gonna have Eleven go into Max's <clears throat> mind and fight Vecna on the you know essentially the mental plane. Yeah. And then you have uh, Steve, Nancy, um, Dustin, Dustin, and they're all Eddie. They're all going into the actual Upside Down to try to fight his physical body. Yeah. So it's kind of like a two pronged attack. Pretty much. And. 
this is where we get one of arguably I it may be one of not even maybe I think it's one of the top five coolest scenes I've ever witnessed yeah in television history it's all you know it's all strategia strategically placed strategery <clears throat> strategery and Eddie Munson and Dustin have to distract the upside down basically everyone in the upside down and how what, better to do it <laughs> what better way in order to do it but to set up an amp and an electric guitar like eddie said multiple she amps. looks like she belongs here mm. and turn it all the way up and blast master of fucking puppets by metallica i he had seen the scene before i did I was up in Maine on vacation, just minding my own business. I'm and he's texting like, you. Most metal scene ever! <laughs> and I'm like, no way. No, dude. Yeah. And I watched it. And I still replay it once a day. Oh, yeah. I go home from work. I throw it on real quick. And I'm like, you know. just And Dustin in the background. Oh, head banging with him. Dude, with the red lightning in the dark skies. And Eddie with the bandana. Dustin with the headbands. And... By the way, fun fact, Robin and Nancy are dressed like the, uh, or Robin and Steve are dressed like the Frog Brothers from Lost Boys, by the way. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so that's a cool Easter egg, too. But n meanwhile, while he's breaking down Master of Puppets, we get a scene with Max running through the house trying to distract Vecna with Billy pounding oh, on yeah. the fucking door. Let me out! Yeah, let me out! It was by far top five scenes in history for me in TV and movie. Yeah, I don't know where yet, but it lands there. You know, you see yeah. all the Demobats. They're all like now flying towards him. And Dustin just, you know, 30 seconds. It was like a meatloaf cover. Bat out of hell. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally that. Rest in peace. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as they count down, 30 seconds, 20 seconds. And then the beep, solo. Beep, 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 you know, that sold it for me. Oh, the scratch with was, the pick coming yeah. down. The yeah, dude. And. It was so good. Yeah, and and quick fun fact. So um, Joseph Quinn, who plays Eddie Munson, he really did play that. Play that. Well, he, he says he, plays most of it because I'm sure they had to cut it a few times. No, they 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 did, but he he is actually yeah. when they when they when they're filming it, that is him really playing it. Yes, yes, it is. And you know he he doesn't do the solo, but he is a guitarist, and he did get through every time they did the takes. He did the song. I don't know if they used any of his recording in the actual thing. Yeah. Probably not, but... But who cares, right? He released He released a video. You can check it out on YouTube. He can I think play. It, I think he it's up play. on TikTok as yeah. well, but you can uh, you can check it out. He can he can play. He can actually do it, so... Absolutely. Yes, he can, and which makes it even more badass. This guy is just a golden gem. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they distract the bats and the upside down and... It's just, I guess we can fast forward kind of like it's just a full out battle on Vecna. We got Nancy, Robin, Steve in the upside down, throwing Molotovs at him, throwing uh, shotgun, blasts. shotgun blast from a sawed off shotgun at him. And on the other side of things, we have Lucas fighting Jason, which the satan satanic panic storyline breakdown. One of the jocks gets obsessed that his girlfriend got killed by Eddie Munson. Thinks Eddie Munson did it, but then finds out that Satan did it and that Eddie Munson summoned Satan to kill his girlfriend. So hunts all the Hellfire Club yeah, down throughout the, the whole Club. show. So Lucas is facing off against Jason at the end with Max hanging in the air, fucking crucified by Vecna. 
And yeah, at the end, Elle is trapped by Vecna. She finally gets her powers, breaks free. With the power of love. <laughs> yeah, throws him back. Uh, everyone pitches in. They get Vecna. And Max ends up with like, dude, I thought they were going to kill her. I thought they were going to kill her. I mean, by all accounts, she's pretty much done. No, she's I, coming back. They would have killed her if they weren't going to bring her back. I don't. I disagree. I fully. I fully think that she will be back. So I think. I think mentally, like her, whatever you want to call her, the Spiritu Sante, whatever, <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. is in the Upside Down, whatever was in with Vecna, that may still be there because I mean, L jumped into her head at the end. It's blank slate. There's yeah, nothing there. But at the same time, she also went through a lot of shit to bring her back and keep her alive too. I don't know if they do that if they were just going to kill her off again. I think they will. My my assumption and we're going to let's let's wait about 2 minutes before yeah, we talk about okay, that. Yeah. So I mean again, the let's talk before we end the season. So Max's arms get broken, her legs get broken, her eyes get blinded. Awful. She it, her and Lucas best acting I've ever seen from them because yeah. I was terrified and crying with them. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you have that happen, and then obviously the Eddie Munson death scene, which is It kind of pissed me off, but at the same time, it was so sad because he's like, I'm not going to run anymore. It's like, no, dude, run. There's yeah. no reason for you to fight these fucking bats. Like, go. You he went know? out a hero. He did go out a hero. A hero that everyone hates. Yeah, right. Um, there was no reason. He just got so hung up. In the fact that he ran away the entire series, that at the wrong moment he's like, "No, I can't run anymore," and, and he didn't. And then that that yeah. final that final death scene between him and Dustin, uh, played by <sighs> Gatton Matazaro, uh, or Matarazzo, I'm sorry, uh, it, dude, it it hit hard. Yes, it did. Dustin crying over him and him. I I didn't run away this time. I didn't run away. I was like, oh, "You fucking asshole! Yeah, you should have ran away." Yeah, and then and, and Sam saying it's my year. Yeah, I'm gonna graduate. Gonna this graduate. is my year. I was like, oh fuck. And then that whole very that end thing, which again, this is a little bit of an Easter egg. <laughs> Him looking at Dustin, Eddie looking at Dustin, saying, "I love you, man." And then Dustin, you can see tears coming down his face. He's, "I love you too," or whatever. Um, that was completely improv. That yes. was not in the script. They yep. just kind of did that and they kept it in. Yeah, man. I mean, for them to build up a relationship between those two more than him and Steve, ha Dustin and Steve Harrington was talent. Well, Eddie you know? was the dad. Steve is the mom. It, yeah. And, you know, like the the father and son have that, that relationship. True. But you always love your mom, too. That's true. Yeah. And Steve but has she's more like a, like a mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. That was one of the most powerful scenes in the end. But again, it didn't overshadow Max and Lucas and Eleven and Mike. And everyone had their moment. And then Hopper killing the fucking Demogorg Demogorgon with the sword. It was just all crazy. It was There was heart. There was emotion. There was action. There was horror. Like, this season brought everything together so it all. fucking well. And I don't think we really broke it down, but Vecna was Henry, who was number one, who ended up getting blasted to the upside down. Yeah, he was a janitor. Yeah, he was a janitor, but blasted to the upside down by Eleven, who got transformed into Vecna, So, which is another reason why I don't think he's number one villain. 
because the upside down was there. He just kind of got added to it. Yeah. There's somebody ruling the upside down, controlling Vecna. Possibly. Um, And then, yeah, as Max is, we see Eddie die. It's one of the most painful moments there is. We see Max almost die. L enters the upside down, uses some kind of fucking life force magic, and keeps her alive again. Arguably, whether she's going to stay alive or not, who knows? And then we've jumped around a lot, but let's just jump to the very end here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, it, I mean, the things to touch on again at the end of the season. So they end up playing this off as an earthquake. Yes. Uh, to the, you know, the, the normies can't handle oh, what actually okay, happened. Yeah. So let's explain the scene, right? Um, Hawkins ends up getting split in like four quadrants by the upside yeah, down. All fucked up. The upside down has officially broken into Hawkins. Not just villains, the actual upside down looks like it's about to invade Hawkins. So yeah, it gets written up as an earthquake. Uh, everyone who died during the fight gets written up as lost in the earthquake. So another another quick theory I read online. You just mentioned you can see Hawkins essentially get split into what looks like four different quadrants yeah. with the earthquake. Some people are assuming that we're going to actually get a quasi-four horsemen scenario Ooh. in the final season with each one of the horsemen in a different quadrant. That'd be pretty badass. So you have the Demogorgon yeah. in one. You'll have Vecna, Vecna in one. The Mind Flayer. The Mind Flayer. <clears throat> So I forget what the name of the three-headed dragon was, but yeah, it, it escapes yeah. me as well. Yeah, but it, again, these are all theories. We don't know what they're going to do. No, I do want to mention too, like one other quick scene before we get into our review score. But that scene where Dustin goes to meet up with Eddie's uncle, yes, dude, that was like an amazing bit of acting. Yep, and um, it, it really was. And he gives the pick on the chain to him, yeah. like. Listen, he was a hero. He was brave. He lets his uncle know. And there's... So I watch theories. I Not even watch. I see theories all over the internet. And this one really kind of hit me. When he posts the poster on... um, Dude, I can't remember exactly what happened. But look it up. It says something about two se- 2017, not 2021, uh, 2020. And people are theorizing that's because time has been turned back by the Upside Down. When they post Eddie's poster on the board, it says like 1970-something to 2017. And it's like, oh, he died in 2017, but it's 2020. So people are thinking... Well, it's actually 1986, though. Yeah. uh, Sorry. Yeah. I think I'm making up the 2020 thing. (laughs) I was going to say... what, what, this, this isn't time travel. Look it up because I don't know the exact details, but Eddie Munson could still be alive. And that's another reason why I think because of that theory I heard. There is a pet theory that that time does move differently in the upside yeah, down. Yeah, it's three years behind, which is why maybe I'm thinking 87 or because 86 was last season, correct? In yeah. the real world? Yeah. And Nancy found couldn't find her guns because it was three years back and she didn't have them yet. That type of thing. But yeah, look it up. There's a cool, lot of cool entries. But that scene alone with Dustin telling his uncle, like, he was a hero, he was brave, and I was with him when he died. 
yeah. without revealing what actually happened was powerful. Yep. Yep. All right, random review score time. All right, Brian. So with we're going to go a 1 out of 10. So with 1 being a crit fail and 10 being a <clears throat> just a crit success. <laughs> I actually I probably should have put this up to 11, but I know, right? <laughs> uh, so we'll say 1 to 10, you know, 1 being crit fail, 10 being boom. Ugh. Crit success. What would you rank this season of Stranger Things? Dude, you dude. I'll have you know, dude, that pizza on pizza and pineapple really we didn't works. even we didn't even talk about him. <laughs> Argyle be, being side bench, but yeah, I mean, my cousin yeah. is a spitting image of him. By yeah. the way, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a picture <laughs> when we're done with this, and you're gonna die. Oh my, my God. cousin Paul, dude, he's a spitting image of Argyle. Well, I'll tell you what, man, <laughs> like. No, my bias wants me to give it a perfect 10. Give it. Because Nightmare on Elm Street, favorite franchise. Stranger Things, one of my favorite shows. But all my negatives are nitpicks. Yeah. Give it a 10 out of I'd 10. I'd give then. it a 10. This is one of the things I'd give it a 10. This season was goddamn as close to perfect as you can get from me. Yeah, and I'm yeah. I'm right there with you, man. I'm, I'm at a 9 out of 10. I thought this was a terrific season. You know me, I don't do horror yeah, right. nearly as much as you. Yeah. But I thought it was great. The nostalgia factor was there with everything. I mean, the Duffer brothers, they have us on a crazy ride. I cannot wait to see what they do with the final season. They know and what I, they're doing. And I'm excited, too. I just found out. I think you were the one that sent this to me. Yes. Apparently, they're going to do a live-action Death Note series yeah, buddy. on Netflix, <clears throat> which hopefully will just erase the memory of the goddamn shitty live action <laughs> rendition movie they did i like that movie oh, come of on you would. man i would it, it's so funny that you say <laughs> that because everyone i know that watched that movie that has not seen or read the has not seen the original yeah. anime or read the original manga actually liked the film yeah but everyone that knows the source material the film is because we're not fucking anime nerds. <laughs> no. Yeah, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I imagine that's the case because we don't know the source material. It was okay. But I'm excited to see what they can do. Uh, the Duffer Brothers can't do no wrong, at least in my opinion right now. So 10, 9, great fucking season. Watch it. Absolutely. All right, Randos, thank you again. Check us out, fandomatrandom.com. All the ways you want to like, follow, subscribe, watch. We super appreciate it. We're going to be back more consistently in the future. More content coming up. Yes, We've sir. got more conventions coming up. If you're in the New England area, keep your eyes out for us. We'll be back. Adios. Later. Later.